Hell in the Cell anxiously awaits the arrival of two magnificent rivals, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, later tonight. Take a look at that cell, JR. Triple H just found it's all going to be over tonight. We know where it'll end. It'll end in hell, right in that cell, but how will it end? Ladies and gentlemen, the sheer finality of this unforgiving structure sends chills down my spine. But let's not forget, this is the match that Shawn Michaels demanded. He demanded it would be Shawn Michaels and Triple H in the hell of cell. We will have that live tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, momentarily, two men will leave their locker rooms to make their way into the hell in the cell tonight. The question is, who will be able to return to that locker room later tonight, King? Well, I can tell you one thing. Neither one of these men will ever be the same. You see that demonic cell being lowered down now. We're just moments away from this, JR. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. episode 53 of the RE Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude, and delivered us two men looking to settle their score once and for all in the most unforgiving match of all time, as today it's time to take a look at Bad Blood 2004. As always, I am Dave Burnham and joining me, still in isolation in these quarantine times, Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good evening. Good evening, young man. How are we doing? In these uh, boring, dull times. Well, it's even weirder because it's a Monday today that we're recording. Yeah. Um, we I've been working all day, you've been working all day. And... Yeah. Speaking about this off-air, uh, this is the first time in. We've, we've worked out about three years since we've actually done not just a Skype episode, but a Skype episode on a weekday. <laughs> Both of us are knackered. <laughs> we're doing this for you people. The, the beers aren't flowing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we're going to get on with Bad Blood. We're finally here. Um, cast your mind back, Michael, how you were feeling towards Bad Blood 2003 as we were approaching the Kevin Nash, Goldberg era of WWE. I think they built it well. But that was the Foley effect, if I recall. Well, yeah, we mentioned that at the time, didn't we? Um, where the ratings got a massive spike in the buy rates uh, because of Mick Foley. <laughs> Um, but Mick Foley's not about this time. Um, who's going to be the superstar that's going to rescue Bad Blood? Uh, it's, not the, it's not the greatest of cards. 
it's not the greatest of cars, and it didn't have the greatest of matches. <laughs> no. Um, before we get into Bad Blood, Michael, would you like a bit of dirty, 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 dirt cheat news as we lead between Judgment Day and Bad Blood? Because a certain fucking Texas Trump has got himself into a little bit of trouble. Ah, has he really? Well, at the Munich leg of the Passport to Pain Tour, which is a great name for a tour, by the way. Yes. Uh, John Bradshaw Layfield did a Nazi salute <laughs> twice in ring in his gear to get heat. Now, apparently a fan got thrown out of the arena for attempting to attack Bradshaw, since the salute is still strictly prohibited in Germany. Even foreigners, get, they get prosecuted for such an offence. You'll probably get shot for it. <laughs> the day after, we got a further update. Despite it clearly being a wrestling angle for the sake of entertainment, Bradshaw is taking major criticism for his Nazi salute during his match in Munich over the weekend. Fans have threatened to not only report his action to CNBC, but to contact the German authorities to encourage prosecution. Now, the CNBC at the time was, uh, I believe, a financial channel, I may be wrong. Yeah, I think it's the, the one he was doing about stocks. Yeah, and that. so it was employed by them. The article goes on. In terms of the locker room, most were generally disgusted by his actions, and it certainly appears they were not scripted by WD management, but rather Bradshaw taking license with his character. Of course, the locker room is very anti-Bradshaw right now, um, so negative reaction has to be expected. Nevertheless, no one was proud of what he did. Obviously not. Um, and a final update the following day. CNBC officially release John Bradshaw Layfield due to complaints over his Hail Hitler actions in Munich, Germany. Well, what a dickhead! What an absolute racist twat. What an absolute dickhead. And apparently Bradshaw had told some friends backstage that he's a heel and that's what heels are supposed to do. Oh, oh. <laughs> what? Right, this heel behaviour. Like I, I remember a few years back, was it with Jericho, where he got a Brazilian flag and he stamped yep. on it. Right, that's heel behaviour, yeah. And he had to come out, because it were moderner times than it were back in the day, he had to come out and apologise and say, look, it was only, I'm only a heel, I'm a bad guy, I'm a nice guy really. But walking around fucking Munich at a house show, doing a Nazi salute, the fucking moron. That's, that's never okay. Number one on the reasons why people think it's not just the character, it's the person that's also a prick. Because he is. <laughs> also, Michael, you'll be pleased to know, according to LordsOfPain.com, WWE have canned Victoria's dance routine. Basically, so tonight's probably the last time we'll see it then. Well, it was decided to drop after last week was considered horrible by those backstage. Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Well, she's a lady with a bad self, with a bad self, with a bad self. With a bad self. A bad self. <laughs> I ain't a lady to mess with. And finally, Michael, you'll be shocked when, when, when you hear this, because I was shocked when I read it. Can you remember Body Donna Skip, or otherwise known as Chris Candido? I remember Chris Candido. Um, apparently, he was scheduled to wrestle a dark match against Carly Cologne at the SmackDown taping this week. However, for whatever reason, Candido was replaced in the match by Fu Nakamura. So, Carlito versus... Chris Candido. Chris Candido. That's a match I'd have liked to have seen. But I can guarantee now I'm going to spend a lot of, lot of hours trying to find Carly Cologne versus Funaki to see what the match could have been. I think we'll have to review that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, did you watch Sunday Night Pre-Show? I did. 
Did you watch Main Event Maven versus Super Duper Dave Batista? I did. Main Event Maven in the main event on the pay-per-view. Absolutely, the the pay-per-view pre-show main event. Um, Big Dave picks up the win with the not yet Batista bomb. It's still still that, ooh, sit out power bomb in three minutes or so. Uh, But it was good to see main event Maven in the main event of the pre-show. That's what it did was. you take? What did you make to um, big, 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 big bad Dave? Super duper oh, Dave Batista. Super duper Dave Batista. Um, it's still as green as fucking pond water. But you, you knew the match was only going to go one way. Well, it, um, it, it Maven had to sell the other way. Yeah, but Maven is Maven does a job. He's the, he's, he's the jobber's jobber. He's the Scotty too hot here, bro. No, he's fuck off. No, I, his I, position. I, I disagree. No, because when was the last time Scotty Tuati won a singles match? True. Maven was on fire at one point. Maven's like what Shelton Benjamin is now. It should be Maven versus Randy for the title. Not fucking... We'll get on to Shelton in a bit. Um, so, Michael, Bad Blood 2004. Um, we both watched it on the network with a runtime of 2 hours, 48 minutes and 43 seconds. We're getting damn close to that three-hour pay-per-view. Close, but no cigar. Um, the did you notice that the yet again, like last year's Bad Blood, the poster and the DVD cover were two completely different things. I know the poster was a few pictures of Edge. Yeah, loads of Edge, all the edges, and the DVD was Shawn Michaels on the front. Where, if you remember last year, we had we had Triple H and Goldberg, and they changed it to Triple H and Nash. Yes, I remember that. So, so yeah. Um, Merely for your awesome artwork. <laughs> what I also liked, what I used in my opening line, was on the Silver Vision uh, video slash DVD cover, uh, they had the brilliant line of Sean and Hunter look to settle the score once and for all in the most unforgiving match imaginable. It was quite the tagline for a DVD. It was a lot of text in a small space. Unforgiving, yeah. Unforgiving for us having to watch it. <laughs> And so it is June the 13th, 2004. We are at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, with 9,000 people in attendance. It looked a lot more. It looked a lot more. Uh, now let's talk buy rates. Judgment Day, if you cast your mind back, 235,000 buys. Bad blood, are we going up or down? I'm going up. We're going up, and we are correct. 290,000 buys. So I knew it'd be... Uh lower than Batlash. Can you remember last year's Bad Blood? No. That was 385,000 buys. Foley effect. (laughs) Nearly a hundred more. And this is also the third and final Bad Blood event. And Uh, it was the first pay-per-view to consecutively be headlined with the Hell in a Cell match. Yes. Does that mean that Hell in the Cell, the pay-per-view itself, is technically Bad Blood? Yes. And... Also, Michael, did you know what Bad Blood's going to be re- replaced with next year? Um, ECW One Night Stand, baby! Oh. Cannot fucking wait. The cannot, good one. Cannot wait. Um, so, Michael, what did you make to the opening intro then? So we got clips of the cell split with moments of Alan and Sean. He said, blood will seep from the souls of gladiators and warriors will be changed forever. It needed a warning label attached. Could have an airplane to fit with that. But you know, the, tonight the focus is solely on Alan and Sean, and the champion must have some reason to fight. 
other than Kane randomly winning a battle royal. Very true, very true. But don't forget, the focus is all on Alan. Because it's always about Triple H. <laughs> um, what do you reckon to the graphic with like blood pouring over the sign and the sloppiness of sound effect was a bit odd. I did, like, I did not like the sound effect. I like the graphic. <laughs> the, so. Yeah, the graphic was burnt. The sound effect was a bit, mm, a bit 90s teenager in his room with porn on. <laughs> you think he's probably more 80s. <laughs> um, the crowd, though, looked hot as fuck. Um, we've just mentioned it looked so much more than 9,000 there. I it think really did. Kevin Dunn, yet again, sir. People rip on Kevin Dunn, but. I, we do. I feel, no, I feel like we, we praise him more than we dick on him, though. There's a yeah, reason why he's still there. Reasons. We see a shot of the cell, which to me is still a magnificent structure. It even though like the elimination chamber, just look, that makes you go, Phew. but just the cell itself, it's so minimalistic. It is just four pieces of metal and a roof. But yeah. when, they, when they have it dangling above, and oh my God, don't they show you it a thousand times tonight before we get to the match. Well, we, we see another awesome camera shot from Kevin Dunn later in that match, where it's like in the nosebleed section. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we see down on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's brilliant. Um, Michael, did you notice what JR said as he welcomed us to the pay-per-view? Yes, he said, ladies and gentlemen, we are live from Raw. Bad Blood 2004. Bad Blood. <laughs> and our opening contest of Bad Blood 2004 is the World Tag Team Championships. It's your current tag champs, the Bell Ends in shit jackets. As they're defending yep. their newly won titles against their Can the Canadian dream team of Edge and your double duty pulling world champion, Christopher Benoit. Michael, how did we get here? Well, Raw was in the land of two. <laughs> and the Bellens <laughs> beat the Edge and Benoit for the tag team championships. They did. Of the world. The, of, the, of the world. Then, because... You know, Edge wanted a rematch because he's just lost his title, which is fair enough. You've lost your title, you want a rematch. Benoit's got his title shot, title match later tonight. So he's already got a match at the pay-per-view in the bag. You don't have to worry about anything. Edge gets the rematch though for him, and here we are. And here we are. Um, we see a shot of JR and the King. Um, now, the King's either just got out of the shower, or he's using too much air product, or he's going very bold and he's trying his best to keep it there. Because he looks like a very sweaty man. He is a sweaty old man. He is a sweaty old man. Uh, we see the Macarena lads, and I'm very disappointed in their attire tonight. This is like casual a, Sunday. It, it's like a Sunday night heat episode. Where, where's the pizzazz? I need more pizzazz for my Macarena boys. Um, Michael, already the fans have brought the good stuff. Uh, we see Tater Slug 316. I have no idea what it means, but I fucking loved it. Uh, we also got to the left of that. From our, at what, from our position, we got Shut Your Yap, which was perfect visual for when the Bellends were singing the, the national anthem. And why is he singing the Canadian national anthem? They're French, <laughs> not Canadian. <laughs> and what about... Well, not even French. Only one of them's French. One the other guy's French. from Kentucky. <laughs> He's a yank. Uh, what about the champs all coming out first? Yeah, he goes on Edge and Benoit. It's all about, right it's, well, to be fair, though, the world champion. Do you know, for me, though, George to start the show and give everyone a... Pfft, have Benoit come in the, being the first one coming out? Yeah. And then Edge, and then the Bellends come out. And Edge, Edge and Benoit could even be in the ring, in the corner, and the Bellends delivering the promo, or doing the national anthem, and then they cut them off with an attack. I know it's a bit heelish, but the fans are still pop for it, because, man, they would... more face, because they're singing Canadian national anthem, where, you, you know, in America, they're singing the American national anthem. 
Now, this is kind of where we both have to correct ourselves because we were both adamant that the Bellends lost this match. Yep. <laughs> I thought I was saying going into this, transitional champs then. <laughs> is but, that what? But I also had a thought if one of the Bellends beats Benoit. Does that make him number one contender? They could just be demanded for a match later with Kane, have it as a triple threat. It's not fucking money in the bank. <laughs> just okay. Speak- everyone does anything they want now anyway. Speaking of money in the bank, because I know all these lovely people, they love who's talking about modern day bullshit for five minutes. Um, what about Otis? I called it. and I, I, You I, fucking did it all. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the day, like, kind of, the day after his little... I don't know. They were just a turning notice for me. Like I've, you I'm, said it as soon as he qualified. Yeah, I'm digging the character. Absolutely. I'm a, I, I'm like Vince. Right? I adore what Vince adores. And I adore... Oh, I can see everything that Vince sees and why Vince sees as a star. And Vince has got a habit of putting couples together. Like we've mentioned this before, like soap opera. You see a fat ginger guy and a hot girl. They shouldn't belong together. Tajiri and Tori Wilson is a prime example. Of a couple that in the real world won't go together, but from a, a comedic standpoint... Yeah, the Kidman and Toy Wilson. Well, well that would that just... <laughs> yeah, he must be hung like a fucking racehorse. That's what it must have been. Or she saw him as a in into the business. That's uh, it. But yeah, Otis, I think he's brilliant. And he's got... And why do people not want it? Do you know what I mean? Why would you not want to see Otis? He's funny as fuck. And he's also got a hot fucking piece of ass next to him. But did you hear on Smackdown last week after no, Otis and Broad no won. because I know what you're about to ask no I didn't with The Fiend's gonna get Mandy Rose before she come out you could hear Bray laughing but will she not go for Alexa Bliss though because it's not Alexa Bliss got more ties to uh, Braun than or is it yeah, now that that's what I was saying yeah but or is The Fiend gonna get Otis and it, we're gonna get The Fiend versus Otis with Mandy versus The Money in the Bank or he's gonna get Mandy to convince Otis to cash in on Braun and deep down, it's Mandy that's Sister Abigail. Hey. <laughs> if this happens, guys, you, you well, heard it here first. Eh? Michael, Michael's got this weird paranoia that Vince watches our chat. <laughs> because we predict the Hi, future Vince. so many times. Hi, Vince. We're not. We just see what the obvious bullshit that Vince is going to do. And Vince always pulls out the obvious bullshit. That's how that's how it is. We ain't no we ain't no fucking Yuri Geller. I'm not sat at home with a spoon going, Vince, make is fucking world champion and spoon bends in half. <laughs> Speaking of Yuri Geller, um I don't for those our English fans, they'll be aware. Uh other other many, many nations, you might be not. Uh, obviously because of COVID and stuff, we we suppose should be having the Euro two thousand and 20 tournament, football tournament uh, this summer. But we're not, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, so ITV, which is a, a broadcasting channel over in England, uh, they're showing the Euro 96 tournament from way back when in its entirety. So we get in the days that the game should be. And during that game, Gary McAllister for Scotland, he missed a penalty. Well, David Seaman, our, our goalkeeper, saved the penalty. Now, Yuri Geller who is this, I don't know, Michael, how would you describe, to those that aren't familiar, how would you describe Yuri Geller? He's kind of like a real-life uh, psychic, like Professor X of X-Men. <laughs> but do you think but he's, he's not a, in a wheelchair. But do you think I he's actually think... got skills or he's just a magician? It's just a magician. Yeah, so he's, he, basically Yuri Geller found fame years ago for going on national TV and showing that he could bend a spoon. 
with his mind. With his mind. Purely his mind and nothing else. And Yuri Geller, the day after that Scotland missed his penalty in Euro 96, Yuri Geller went on like daytime TV and said, it was all about me. I knew he was going to miss. So when I, when I heard he was taking a penalty, I zoned in and I said to the ball, move. And the second that Gary McAllister went to strike it, the ball moved. And it was all, that week was all about Yuri Geller. So in a weird, in a weird way, we brought that round. Yuri <laughs> Geller, the mind-bending fuck. But Michael, let's get back to what we're talking about. Um, Smoky Pyro as Edge bounces out. Um, and it says that Edge is a nine-time former champion, tag champion coming into tonight. So if he wins tonight, there'll be the record. But oh, do you know, the worst thing is, as much as they always, and they love it, like with Ric Flair, he's a gazillion-time yeah. champion. John Cena, Triple H, a gazillion-time champion. Well, to me, that means you're a gazillion-time fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs do> you know what You've I mean? lost it that many times. Look at people like Bob Backlund or Bruno Sammartino or even though they don't like talking about a fabulous Muller and that. They've won it a couple of times, but they held it for fucking donkeys. That's yeah. a champion. Not like, they're, they're in this thing where the higher the number means better the wrestler. Like Charlotte Flair's five year, six year into WWE or whatever, and she's already 97 time woman's champion because they think it sounds fucking amazing. Because her dad's a 16 time, that's all it is. It's, I, well, I think once they, once, what is she on at minute, Charlotte? 10? Summit. I, I think once she gets 17, I think then that'll be it. So but she's got a lot of years left in her. That's what I mean. So you've got to drag it out. Yeah, but that's what, they, that's what, look at Cena. They've dragged Cena out. Do you know what I mean? If you go from like Cena's first title win to his last title win, that's mm. a lot of title wins. Orton. In, but, yeah, but see, for me, Orton still does it. Orton's, don't get me wrong, Orton's, and tonight we'll talk about it. Um, Orton, his mic skills have decreased and decreased as years gone by. Yeah. His enthusiasm and his passion, when he's on, when Orton's on, there's no one better. I'll fight anyone in comments. When Orton's on, there's no one that's on better. But it's like Orton's got to be ready for it. And speaking of someone that's ready for it, Christopher Benoit, your world champion. What's the thoughts there, Michael, on him? Like, it'd be nice if he opened and closed the show, but he's not. He's opening the show. And his match, even though he's world champion, he's, he should be red hot right now. He's um, it's not closing the show because it's all about the click. Yep, it's always about the click. <laughs> it's all about that. So the match then itself, um, Edge and Sylvan, they start it off and they trade a couple of headlocks. Back and forth in the lockup, but here comes the Wolverine with a headlock of his own. Absolute fire to start, Michael. It is on point at the start. Ends up being the same match that we saw on Raw a few weeks ago. Where the Bellens won. Yeah, but what more, kind of what more can you do? In they, they, get, they only get given five or six minutes longer than they had in the match on Raw. So what can you do apart from towards the end when we get a little? Oh, they're going to hit each other. Do you know what I mean? We got to tease that tag team dissension, haven't we? It's what we love over here on our era. <laughs> tag team dissension every day. <laughs> That's it. Tag team dissension twenty four seven. Michael, sign of the night. Ultimo for Prez. Now I'm hoping Ult that's Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, Ultimo Dragon for Prez of America <laughs> or Mexico. Uh, did you love Chop City by Chris Benoit onto Robert Conway? No one chops better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, back to Plex from Benoit gets a one count. Edge comes back in, but he gets cut off and the bell ends go to work. 
Uh, Flapjack from Edge gets a two as Conway breaks it up. Conway drives Edge into the barrier. Uh, we get back into some double teaming into the corner. It's weird, the crowd looked to be really behind Edge. And then all of a sudden, you think this could be the moment they get the hot tag. But then you think, they're building it up a bit too soon. It's one of them, yeah. again, yet again, they do it all time to me. They play with my emotions. Because it's straight away, boom, Edge gets beat up into the corner. We go outside, back in, into the corner, Edge getting beat up. Is this the hot tag? Are the crowd going to go wild? No. <laughs> Michael, another corker of a sign. I'm a Mike Tenere fan. Now, that is an f- absolute sh- blast from the past. <laughs> like, oh, oh, what a random, I'm going to take a sign to the show tonight. But check out TNA was going to. at this point, weren't it? Oh, it yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, I believe Mike Tanae's part of NWA slash TNA at this point. He was uh, from start, weren't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. They were then, remember back in the day when I used to look at boring TNA and it got too boring, I'd give up. <laughs> we get a crossbody from Edge. That gets a two. Um, and someone's brought a two sign. From Montreal. Absolutely. Uh, Conway hits a suplex, which also gets a two. Back suplex from Sylvan gets another two. And it's back to the chin lock. I, I kind of got the feeling that at this time, because bang, we we're back again on edge. When Benoit finally comes in, the crowd's going to go insane. Like, yeah. levels to where we had Benoit and Angle back at, I think it was an Insurrection or Rebellion. One of the England pay-per-views, when Angle finally got the tag off Benoit after Benoit was the beat down because they kept teasing it and teasing it and teasing it. I just felt yes, like... Yes, it, it was. I just felt like it was Imagine coming. It was Brock Lesnar versus Edge at main event. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Was that Insurrection? Rebellion. Rebellion, yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Snap suplex from Benoit and then a sharpshooter, but Conway's back in to break it up. And we get to the finish. Edge sets up for a spear on Sylvan, but he moves and Edge and Benoit do that ah spot. But Benoit locks in a crossface. Conway's in, but he eats a spear. And then boom! Kins pyro goes off, and here comes Big Dead Glenn. And we get a big dirty DQ finish as Kane puts a beating on Edge and Benoit just over 10 minutes. Michael, thoughts on the match and the finish? As I said, it wasn't anything we've not seen before from the this these two teams. Quite very similar up to the the almost spear being the main difference. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but the ending with Kane coming out. It's, I don't just, understand. It's like an episode of Raw. You're building up to let the main event. Sylvan last a long time in that sh- crossface. Why couldn't why couldn't like Edge take the loss? Well, the building him is the next big guy, aren't they? That's why. Yeah, but and you can't have Benoit lose because he's got that much weight. Yeah, but it's your tag champs. I know it's the bell ends, and they can't be, I, I they can't retain I, clean, can they? Why? Why not? They should. Why not take? Yeah, but what, they don't even have to do clean. Go outside and get a ring bell. Referee distraction. Dink into edge. One, two, three. Benoit. He realizes. Comes in. He batters the bell ends. He's got one of them in crossface. Boom, Kane's pyro goes off. There, I just rebooked it straight away and it makes the bell end still look dirty heels. It's going to be a new tag team champions. A sharpshooter all the way from Calgary, but all the way from across the ring came Robert Conway to break it up. I do just want to point out that when, as soon as Benoit got in trouble, Edge did come into to his aid. Oh, 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 oh,
was a cheap ending right? that's why i give Michael. it 2.5 mavens at most <laughs> oh i gave it two yeah I'm, I've, I've decided i was listening back to the last couple of episodes i've decided i need to be a bit more generous <laughs> i get too many point fives in first couple of episodes. but when you consider um, that this is a spoiler skipping ahead when they lose them to oh, taboo alert. tuesday do you know who to spoiler alert I don't know what Tabo Tuesday is. What do you mean, Tabo Tuesday? I've never heard of it. Um, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Is it to fucking like Ric Flair and Roddy Piper or something like that? No. Oh, no, that's next It's a rematch. Years, isn't it? Oh, is it? Against... This. Is it? Oh, what? So Ben Warren has become champs again? Technically, Oh, right. don't spoil me too much, Michael, because none of that I can remember. I, I can remember the concept of the video. Wait, I can remember the you video. voted a f- online and it was all legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all, 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 of course it's all legit, because wrestling's real. We go backstage, and we see Coach and Bischoff, and tonight it's all about getting rid of Eugene once and for all. And then we see Eugene all upset, because he's just heard what Uncle Eric has said about him for the last 30 seconds, about how much of he's a piece of shit, and why the fuck did I bring him here in the first place? Um, he says, you don't like me, Uncle Eric. <laughs> um, but Eric says, no, Eugene, I don't want you to tear your quad like Triple H, or break your neck like Benoit. He's so caring. He's he is. He loves him, really. And Bischoff probably pissed off half of the wrestling world's marks with the fact that he said, you want to go? Why don't you go back and play with your wrestling dolls? <laughs> <laughs> Coach, would you excuse me one moment? Sure. Take care of what you need to. Eugene! How are you, Eugene? Oh, what's the matter, Eugene? Did you, did you, how much of that did you hear? You don't like me, Uncle Eric. Oh, no, 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 Eugene. That, no, you, once again, you misunderstood, Uncle Eric. That's not what I said. No, 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 no. See, Uncle Eric is just trying to protect you. I'm trying, I'm, I'm looking out for you, Eugene. Let me give you an example. Try this out. Who's your favorite wrestler? Triple H. Triple H. There you go. Well, do you remember not that long ago when Triple H, when he broke that big muscle in the back of his leg and couldn't walk for almost a year? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That could happen to you, Eugene. Mm-hmm. Uncle Eric wouldn't want that. My, my legs are fine. I can walk. I, I know you can walk now, but how about Chris Benoit, your, your new best friend? Remember? He broke his neck. That could happen to you, Eugene, and I don't want that to happen. No, of course not. So here's what Uncle Eric's going to do. I'm going to give you a choice, Eugene. I can, I can put it into this match tonight. Call it off right now. 
Eugene could get on an airplane, get his wrestling dolls and his autographs and all his pictures from his friends and go home and tell all Eugene's friends that Eugene was in a WWE. Or you could go out there tonight and wrestle. What's it going to be, Eugene? I want to wrestle. I'm a wrestler, Eric. I, I can wrestle. I can feel some kid in his basement being pissed off with that while he's coming to uh, his basement. <laughs> so yeah, Michael, we're backstage then. What did you reckon? We're backstage with Eugene and Bischoff and it still feels like an episode of Raw. It proved that we're getting cheap out on Regal appearance. Yeah, he's, he's back from ringside. ringside. Yeah. Boo. Give us Regal. Just give us Regal. <laughs> That's all we need. Um, we come back to ringside. We see another shot of the cell. As tonight, it's all about the click. And we big up the main event as it leads to our next match. It's Chris Jericho versus Bootleg Batista. Michael, how did we get here? So Jericho and Christian were having a feud or a bird. That bird turned on Jericho and Christian, uh, uh, beat him. Then they had another match and then another match. And Topco came out and attacked Jericho, put him to a table, slammed him onto a chair. And now here we are tonight. <laughs> He's such what? a shit. Like, where the fuck is Christian? He's either injured. Well, lordsofpain.com 2004 archive is telling me fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. I either don't injured know or arrested. Chris- Christian, where are you? <laughs> I thought he said injured or arrested. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> no, that's what I said. Oh, did you say? I thought he said rested. <laughs> I heard it as arrested. But That's what I said. My hearing's impeccable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Obviously, he's been brought in as the problem solver, but he got brought in as the bodyguard. Like, can you remember when Tyson Kidd got, uh, was it Jackson Andrews as his bodyguard? Imagine if you follow him. Can you not remember Jackson Andrews? I remember Tyson Kidd having a bodyguard, but I yeah. can't remember who it was. Jack, Jackson it was Andrews. Before- it was Rosa Mendes. Oh yeah, long before. It was Rosa Mendes' boyfriend they got fired for beating up Rosa Mendes. I'm sure that's what it was. Um, I yeah, want to say Bam Neely, but that was Chavo Guerrero's manager. No, no Ch- Chavo Guerrero. Well, all right, we'll use that as an example. So Bam Neely comes in with Chavo Guerrero and then the week after, Chavo fucks off and Bam's on his own. Yeah. That's what we've got with Bootleg Batista. Or it's like if uh, Sean were getting managed by Sherry and then he brought that's when he brought Sid in as his bodyguard kind of thing. Yeah. And then imagine... As an example. Yeah, you know, and then imagine he fucks off straight away and the bodyguard's just there to carry on the feud. That's exactly what's happened with here. It's it's weird. It's weird. I, I, it's, he's obviously got to be injured, hasn't he? He's got to be. He's got to be injured. Or uh, he's... I know he's not gone yet because that's 2005 because he's in WrestleMania. Yeah. It, it, is that not a taboo Tuesday? Like the end of the pay-per-view on like a, a WWE.com exclusive, Christian fucking says that that's it, me done. Yes, 2005. See, my knowledge is there sometimes. Just not for 2004. No, no. Yeah, but once we get to 2005, I'll remember everything about 2006. <laughs> 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 that's usually how my brain works. Um, Michael, Trisha's ring attire. It's mm-hmm. the same attire we see a bit later when she wrestles. And... Um, I was getting uh, Miss Kitty vibes, but Miss Kitty, when she was wrestling, or she was uh, teaming up, let's say, with China. See, I was getting uh, Stephanie McMahon 
vibes. You know what she wrestles in nowadays? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, against Bella. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Thinking about that now, yeah, that does look quite the same. It's a weird attire. It's a leather and material and... Lace. It's, it's obviously, it's, Tris wears any outfit that can make a booze push-up, but I don't know. I think she's she's been, set, to, be, to be chauvinistic, She's she can do a lot better. She's she's not as sexy mm. as she, she usually looks. But I suppose tonight's all about business, not about pleasure. Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> so the match itself. Uh, Tonko, he pounds away in the corner to start. It's a couple of mean elbows. Jericho, though, he fires back with some chops. Missile dropkick from Jericho. Springboard dropkick sends him to the floor. And then, did, did you like, Michael, the little cactus clothesline from Tonko? I did. And then Jericho goes up top but Trish gets on the apron and then Tomko with the anti-flare special <laughs> that, I'm calling that move the anti-flare special the anti-flare. Right, someone okay. goes up top someone else throws him off <laughs> is that just does he just not want to be flare T- Tomko starts doing triple H flare bump <laughs> <laughs> well he is bootleg Batista he's, ev- oh, he's every member of evolution <laughs> Orton fit tattoos. <laughs> you know, that's not my brain work then. <laughs> Triple H for, I don't know. For, he wears boots. Triple H wears boots. The Triple H ring gear. No, the ring gear is Triple yeah. H ring gear. He's black and plain. Apart from modern, this Triple H, who's all about them white boots. Yeah, it's his pay-per-view special. <laughs> um, did you like how we, the cameraman, if we got a bit bored of the action and zoomed in on Trish? Yeah. Smart cameraman. He was like, this match is about 1.5 so far. Get your five mavens here. Joko does get the crowd behind him and uses uh, the power of the face to get out power, of uh, the wrestle. The power of the face. The power of the... Gets everyone out of the wrestle. Yep. <laughs> That's the one. Then he hits the bulldog and misses the lion salt. Tonko with a shoulder break for two. Joko then picks Joker up for the gorilla press. But Joker gets out of it and goes for the walls. Nah, Tomko into the corner and Joko for the walls again. Nope. Joko knocks Tomko, who knocks Trish off the apron, turns around into the Del Rio special for three. Why couldn't... We've had this every time so far for like the past four or five pay-per-view matches, I'd say that Jericho's used the Del Rio special instead of using the walls as his finisher. Yeah. Um... And I think we've now hit that point where I always questioned it years ago. When did he stop using the walls and like start using things like the cold breaker or that fucking elbow that he uses now? And I think this is that time in it where yeah. I don't know. He, he uses he, this he, until he leaves. So then he comes back the, uses the, code breaker. Yeah. Is the Boston Crab not a finishing? Because obviously this has all got to be Vince. Yeah. Is the Boston Crab in Vince's mind not a oof finishing or what? Has it got to be something with a bit more oomph? Well, Fisher is supposed to have a bit more oomph about it. That's why the Lion Tamer will always be better than the Boston Crab. Ah, but he only ever did the Lion Tamer on, like, Road Dog and X-Pac. And then he stopped using it. And then he just went into a Boston Crab. Um, yeah, that was Vince, though. Yeah, well, th- there you go. It's always Vince, isn't it? Uh, but he did use it again against Neville in that Japan match they had on WWE. Well, there was been a few times, I think, like, about, I want to say, against a Cena match many, many times ago that he pulled it out. And it was, the, all the commentators mentioned was how it was applying more talk to the back. 
not the fact that this is how it should be originally planned and this is what made him famous. Yeah. And more pressure on those ribs, more power, more strength by Tonko. Oh, wink of the eyes. And Jericho, the chop block, like maneuver on Tonko. Jericho, you know what Jericho's going for. Jericho looking for the walls of Jericho, but he didn't find it that on that exchange. And Tonko, hard chop block. I was about to say it's going to take more than one chop block. To take the legs out from under Taco, but now there's two. And look at Chris. Chris on that apron where she doesn't belong. And Tonko's leg strength, too much for Jericho to deal with on that exchange. Tonko oh, didn't run and run into Chris. The running in Zaguri out of nowhere. And Jericho gets the three. Tonko, he's got a long way to go before he reaches anything close to like kind of what Vince wants him to be. Oh, definitely. Like, you can see why he doesn't stick around and once Christian fucks off, Tonko's not long behind him. Christian's first, Tonko's straight after. Yeah. No, I would say it's not long after. I, I always remember watching TNA when Christian Cage debuted and not long after he had Tonko in his corner. So then, Michael, overall, how many Mavens for Tonko versus Jericho? Uh, I'll give it a two. Oh, you're too generous. I give it a one, and that's me being generous. Trish. Uh, yeah, it gets a well, yeah, it gets a one. No, I still stick with my one. It's yeah, it had Trish, but we see Trish again in a bit. Um, but you, you've got such a talent like Jericho being wasted on such a fucking loser, uh, Tyson Tomko. Randy, obviously it's a huge night for you and Evolution. Later tonight you face Shelton Benjamin. You know what, Todd? You know what, Todd? Let me let me ask you a question. Okay, what what's tomorrow? What is tomorrow known for? Um, I... Well, that's exactly right. You don't know, D. I'm going to tell you. Okay, tomorrow marks the half year anniversary that I've been the Intercontinental Champion. Okay. I've had the longest reign with this title in the last seven years, okay? In the last pay-per-view that I was on, I left Mick Foley in a pool of his own blood, okay? I beat him at his own game. Now, granted, Shelton Benjamin is a better athlete than Mick Foley. There's something that I have that Shelton Benjamin will never have, and that is greatness, I am a living legend. Are you people booing me? You people disagree with me? Oh, okay. Like you people know what greatness is. I'm 24 years old and I've accomplished way more than anyone in that arena. Anyone in that arena put together, okay? Keep talking smack. Test me. I will come out there. I will. 
come out there. Okay, but anyway, Todd, as I was saying. Up next, Intercontinental title, Randall Orton versus Shelton Benjamin. Michael, how did we get here? Shall we, do we start from the draft or? You start from wherever you want to start. <laughs> so, young Shelton Benjamin was drafted to Raw. Then a few weeks later, he pinned Triple H clean in the main event. And then a week later, he beat Triple H again. This time, by count out. Then he beat Flair on pay-per-view. Then he beat Orton clean. He's on fire! And then Batista beat him. Abu! So, NGR acknowledges during the recap of the match how Batista was the only one not to be pinned by Shelton. But after Shelton beat Orton, he got made number one contender because that's how it should work. You beat the champ, get a shot. That's how it should work. That is exactly how it should work. Uh, Michael, did you like the promo from Randall? Um, he said, tomorrow marks his half year reign as the Intercontinental Champion. Um, he's the longest reigning champion in the last seven years. For me, I've got a feeling this kid got quite a bright future. I do. Uh, and I also like Randy's shirt where he said, Legend Killer Tour. It's like, that is a shirt. Why did he not stick with that shirt for all his whole Legend Killer fucking gimmick? He had it for a while. Did he? That, that, yeah. I, I, that, he had that when he was feuding I'm with interested Taker. to see when it goes because I've, I don't remember that shirt at all. This that kind of this is the first time I've ever seen that shirt in my memory. I'm sure I used to wear it when he was feuding with Taker. Um, but whenever they make a deal out of an anniversary in a promo, it's usually an indicator they're going to lose. But then we get mobile interview time. And oh, Norton oh, brings cameraman out into the crowd. And goes on for a walk. I absolutely fucking adored this. I just love his passion. We've not only ever heard the passion from him since. No, this was what I mentioned earlier about how his promo skills for me they've decreased over time. Where this was passion. This was that's all it was. It was pure passion. He wanted to. He wanted to piss off every single person in that arena with the words that he was about to speak in the next three minutes. Did someone say three minutes? Uh, and the words they said were brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. He's got me fucking eating out of Palmer's hand. I love Randall yep. Keith, 2004. Legend Orton was the best Orton. Absolutely. Uh, did you like how he walked into that bird in the front row? Yeah, she wants a piece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see when he got into the ring on the hard cam? There were a group of fans that had the like signs of letters. Yeah, it was like spelling out Randy Orton, but the D and the A was wrong way round, and the N and the O at the end of Orton. Rudney Orton, he's going to be the future of professional wrestling. Here comes Shelso, he's not happy, and they decide to have their match. Yeah, he spent his fucking money from his last pay per view on some new tights. Definitely. It was weird how they kept mentioning that this match was going to be a bit later, a bit later. But kind of the second that you knew when you saw Randy come out into the arena, you just had that feeling that, no, this match is going to happen right now. And it's just a matter of time until Shelton comes out. Yeah, definitely. But it was uh, a great way to start it. It was fast paced. It was so hot. Um, like Shelton got a roll up for the start. He dropped kick out of the ring, follows him with a baseball slide. Back in, high, pass, high cross body. Orton comes back, slugs away. It was such a hot start. It was the perfect way to kind Definitely. of start. It was like a blood feud. Which it, it was that. Caught, kind of was. But it, well, that's the th I was just going to say, if you think we're going back to a few weeks ago, where you got the elements of the Booker T, Triple H, um, people like you, I'm never going to wrestle people like you. So 
you can see that element, even though it's kind of not put across to the audience that, that that's the key behind it and that's the aim behind it where it was fucking obvious when it was building up to WrestleMania 19. It was yeah. obvious that this storyline is, ha, you're black, you're a slave, I'm rich, I'm a white guy. It was disgusting. Where this had that them sort of overtones to it, but it was all about other things, like you said to begin with, where he'd beat different members of Evolution, and it was all focused about that. He wanted to prove to Evolution he was the man. But if you're looking back, really, you know, it's, it's basically... This is a black guy who's been told because you're a black guy, you're not going to be good enough. So you can understand why he'd want to kick fucking crap out of him. Definitely. That, as he uh, should do. Absolutely. Um, they brawl outside. Benjamin hits the railing, but backdrops Orton into the crowd. We get the stinger splash, but that gets nothing but turnbuckle. And Shelton hits the floor. As a result, Orton, though, takes control, getting a two. And here comes Nate. Flair's just come down to cheer his boy on. It's nothing shaded there, Jack. <laughs> nothing in the fucking slightest he's uh, been a great ben- friend Benjamin he fights out with an electric chair that gets a two Otto comes back with a body vice into a net breaker that gets a two Benjamin gets a northern light suplex for another two they slug it out a bit more it's quite a fun back and forth sequence uh, Orton goes for the RKO but Benjamin blocks and they reverse until Benjamin hits the dragon whip that gets another two I thought that Corners- was it I, well, after this bit with the corner splash and the exploder, I thought, yeah. there you go, Benjamin's done here, moving him on with, he would push him to the next rung of that fucking invisible ladder to get that invisible brass ring. I but, think this would have been perfect time, but uh, I get why. Well, because Randy's still not ready. We still need a few more months of building. This, that first promo when he came out, I want to see more of this. Randy then, come yeah. out, come out, come out tomorrow on Raw, through the crowd. I fucking told you. Do you know what I mean? Giving it proper biggin'. And I, that's exactly what I want to see. We get Shelton, though, he wastes a bit of energy by going after Flair. But for me, though, Shelton, he wastes a bit of time because he goes after Flair after getting the two. So he's hit the sting. Yeah, he's, stay on Orton. Stay hit, on Orton. Hit, hit the exploder. Stay on Orton. But nope. Um, he gets Flair into the ring. And in quite the Sting-esque WCW spot, he gets <laughs> Flair into the figure four. Orton comes over and he rolls Orton up. But that only gets a two. Brilliant. It was a great spot. Brilliant spot. A high cross body though, it's reversed in quite a soft finish. I expected a bit more. Even just an RKO would have done. That should have been like, the finish. The high cross body into the RKO. Bang, no. done. Well, yeah, that as well. Or maybe, but or maybe... The uh, flare spot. Well, no, just the flare spot. So figure four. He's got flare in the figure four. Orton comes in. Oh, he goes for the pin. Orton kicks out. Then Orton RKO's him while he's got Flair in the figure four. Or Orton off the top elbow drop. Yeah, just, just something. Something that wasn't such a flat finish of Shelton going for a high cross body and Orton just rolling through for the pin. Not even a John Cena special. Rolling through, throwing him up. It's in the RKO. Just Think roll of. through and get the pin. Oh, you got to be 
Gadlock clears hold. And look at this. Thunder, my God, he's going to do it. Oh, what a moment. That would have been one half a, a half a count away. Look at poor Rick. Oh. Shelton Bench with the challenger has lit it up here. And Nipples going around for evolution. Gorilla in a hole. Barely. And I mean barely, folks. They will kick out. What a champion Orton is, JR. Come on. Give him his props. Orton showing great resilience. I'll certainly give him that. Resilience. That's the best word you can come up with for the greatness that Randy Orton is exhibiting. Look out. Orton trying to roll through. He got the victory! Give him his championship! Where is it? Orton feels naked without his... I think I'm being nice, but I'm going to give this four mavens. Fuck off! Match. match at night. Do you know, I'm probably with you. I enjoyed it. Match of the night, I'm kind of with you so far. Because the Bellends versus the Canadian Stampede wasn't anything special. And let's be right, with what else was coming tonight, you probably... It's like, it, I want to, This is the thing, we'll discuss it a bit more at the end of the show, but... Um, my match of the night, I'm very, very torn because there wasn't, it was terrible. It's like, I thought last year's bad blood was bad, but oh my God. But yeah, I probably would say this, the best of a bad bunch. Because the, what should have been the match of the night, what should have been fucking amazing, turned into a near hour long fucking bore fest. Um, but I'll give this one, two mavens out of five mavens. We go backstage, Michael, with yeah. Boob Eater and Matt freaking Hardy. Um, and just as they're about to get jiggy, there's a little knock on the door. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Nervous, but I'm ready. It's okay, because tonight is your night. I've got the feeling deep inside. Good. It's going to be your night. You know what I need from you? Sorry. What in the hell is all this? What are you guys, are you guys doing? doing? This this is a private knock, dressing room. A knock, female's dressing knock, room. Knock. This, this is a private female dressing I'm room. Sorry. Did I interrupt something? Yes. I apologize. But my security staff and I are here to remove your boyfriend from the arena. That's not not right. before you even start. I'm sure Matt Hardy has no intention of interfering in the world championship match between Benoit Kane, now really? would he? But just to make absolutely sure, my friends here 
are going to take Matt Hardy and escort him from the arena. I'm here to watch my girlfriend's match. Oh, really? That's what I'm here for. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm a fair guy. I mean, I have options. For example, I could remove Lita here from her woman's title match. But then again, that choice is up to you. See, I'm going to give you that choice. And since, Lita, your match is coming up next, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to make up your mind. I'll be outside. Don't keep me waiting. I don't want to go either. But if I've got to go, I've got to go. That's what Eric says. Look, I know how much the women's championship means to you. And tonight you're going to win it. And I don't want to do anything to prevent that, okay? It's Uncle Eric who tells Matt is banned from the arena. But Matt says this is the ladies' locker room. So what's Matt doing in there? Because he's Matt freaking Hardy, that's why. Matt um, fact, he goes in any locker room he wants. <laughs> um, it basically gives Hardy a choice. He says, stay with Lita, and Lita gets removed from the title match, or leave the arena, and Lita stays in the match. So, with his bird being stalked by a monster, he's like, right, I'm off, you go in title, you'll be right. No fucking wonder she cheated on you, pal. He's saying, woman's title, I know how much it means to you. Yeah, but she's about to get raped by a monster. Well, yeah, that's just what Kane wants us to do anyway. Michael, we see tonight's pay-per-view song. It is Seaver sold me. Thoughts? I like Seaver. Not the best song by them. I prefer, um, I can't remember what the song's called now. What they did for No Way Out a few years ago. Ah, so it's not their first one? Oh no, they've done loads. Ah, okay. Is it, is it the last one? No, they've got a few more. They keep putting them on video games as well. Well, a, a video game that I always remember back in like the original, the original SmackDown one and two. Do you know, wait, well, was it was it SmackDown one and two where you had no commentary, or maybe SmackDown one where you just had no commentary, and Both. it was just it was pure like just rock. <laughs> it was WWE just loved that you just played to a rock riff. You were Stone Cold versus Triple H, ninety minute fucking ba- battle, and just a pure rock riffs. Absolutely. <laughs> Up next, Michael, women's title time, Victoria, Gail Kim, Bochita, and Trish Stratus. JR's more interested about talking about Hell in a Cell. Because it's all about the click tonight, baby. Trish comes out first, nice ring gear. Crowd are dead for Gail. Yeah, it's it's gone, hasn't it? It's gone. It's gone, it that's it. It's over. Couple week. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Victoria, so this is her last stripper entrance then. Well, so we've so got it's rid not of, kid friendly then. Yeah, we, we've got rid of the the sexy dancing, uh, and we replaced it with a, a stripper entrance. I don't get it. So you've got you've got Trish Stratus that come out with the big fucking loser. At least he's had a wash and change his clothes. You've got Victoria then that comes out in a new stripper hitman gear. Um, you've got a girl Kim that comes out to absolutely no fucking reaction whatsoever. And then you've got Lita that's coming out because she's involved in the world title match. What a fucking division we've got going on here for these women. What a division. Uh, did you see the big slut sign that they showed on TV? Of course. <laughs> I, love how, I love how four lads are for, hey, we're going to take some signs in this. We're gonna, slut. We need to call some bitch a slut. The match itself, Trish immediately fucking went, nope, 
I'm not having none of this. Okay. <laughs> Let them all fight. <laughs> Which I've always said is that should in a triple threat, in a four way, in a five way, in a six way, in a fucking scramble. Let the other people fight and you just pick up the do, scraps. Do the road dog. Why well, was the back in Rumble 2000 was it? Where road dog spent like 20 minutes just hugging corner post. Just they can't throw me out if I'm down here. Smart. Absolutely. Tomko gets in between Trish and Lita and just stands there. Then they both just stand awkwardly on the outside while Victoria does a moonsault dance. Yeah, so Victoria's still got a booty salt, yeah? Um, the, the Eve Torres special. But yeah, it was awkward where Tomko... So, is, are, are we understanding is what we're supposed to understand is that Christian is employing Tomko to protect Trish. I'm assuming so. That's the only thing that makes sense. Or is she paid him in kind? Yeah, well, if she likes Vince, she's got to like a piece of fucking bootleg Batista. Trish, she rolls Lita up for a two. Uh, Lita fires back with some shitty punches and gets the head scissors to dump Trish. But Gail then puts on a bit of a submission. Uh, Victoria breaks that up and then suffers a familiar fate, this time with an armbar. But Trish breaks it up and then Michael, what a slap! And then Bokita runs into King Victoria. And that's like she's just been shot. <laughs> then she rolls Gail up for two. Gail then Gail then goes shoulder first into the corner, and Lita just botchy a DDTs her. Not even for a one. It's a nasty DDT though, isn't it? It's Why would you want to take that? It's a nasty DDT. Um, Trish rolls it, Lita up there. Then we've got a new women's champion. I love the spot though that when. Fucking Bochita runs into Victoria in the corner. And it's like, Victoria doesn't know kind of what she's expecting. Obviously, Bochita, she never knows what she's going to do. She's just this instinct alone. And it is just a... And commentators are like, oh, yeah, yeah. And moving on. What else is going on around us? Um, so, yeah, women's uh, division is on fire tonight. As we have a new women's champion. What out of each other? All want to be the women's champion. Sudden death here. There's a roll up by Lita. And again, by the structure of the rules, if Lita pins Gail Kim, Lita's a champion. Gail Kim can't get up fast enough to get knocked down again. I think I like Lita. Oh, man. I think I like Lita and Matt Hardy together. I think he's the one that. the only good thing about the match I knew it was going to be either Trish or Lita I think it was it was all it was not going to be Gail Kim because I think the Gail Kim um, that experience is long gone yeah that experience she's going to go to TNA experiment sorry long gone I've got a feeling she's going to go to TNA and be a fucking Jew um, so it was always going to be one of the two because they're both involved in storylines that don't involve the women fucking typical 2004 
on the back of Attitude Era still where divas don't matter as long as they're involved and with boobs. And why not have them all out at once? Get them out of Absolutely. Way. Um, I love how Jerry, though, he was knocking one out over Trish. Uh, JR was saying, knock it off, King. She's young enough to be a niece. Michael, a fiver says, that wouldn't matter to King. <laughs> was his daughter, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Up next, Jonathan Coachman versus Eugene. Michael, how did we get here? Well, they're actually nice and they actually give us a full recap of um, you know Eugene's feel-good story. And then Coach being a cunt, because he's cunt, Coach Cunt. Because he's Coach Cunt. And then he gives his fake apology leading to Kane coming out, chokeslamming Eugene, The Rock coming out, being friends with Eugene, a lot of popcorn fart signs in force tonight as well. Very much so. Because it's The Rock effect, isn't it? That's it. The, the Rock tells you to jump, you fucking jump. It's that simple. And you shout jump. <laughs> because The Rock said jump. My experience is undefeated on pay-per-view. Something's got to give here. Well, Coach is definitely fired up for this match. Things look bleak for poor Eugene, if you ask me. Well, Regal will not be at ringside thanks to Uncle Eric. I brought you here to manage a wrestler. He's a very special talent. And the fact is, he's my nephew. We got ourselves a visitor here. Eugene. Bushwhackers. Eugene's just having fun. That's what Raw's about, is having fun. And he's living his dream. And by golly, there's nothing wrong with living your dream. Okay, Eugene, let's cut right to the chase. You're not my favorite person. You're an embarrassment. I'm pretty sure that I'm not yours. You're a joke. But the fact still remains, I did make fun of you. Is Eugene gonna cry? You don't have any friends. I honestly thought that you were a joke. But the bottom line is, Eugene, that you've proven to everybody that you're the real deal. You are not a joke whatsoever. I accused you of having no friends, and that's obviously not the case. The Rock, the Brahma Bull, he's your friend. It would be an honor, an honor for The Rock to be your friend. Eugene dropped his version of the people's elbow. Eugene's got a friend in the rock. The world heavyweight champion, Chris Benoit. Believe me, I know he's your friend. The rabbit Wolverine doing the right thing. And as much as it pains me to admit it, all of these people here, they're your friends. So because of making fun of you, I stand here as a man looking you right in the eye and saying simply, I'm sorry. I truly am sorry. As a matter of fact, I ran into a person earlier today that is also a friend of yours. In fact, he wanted to personally introduce himself. Oh my God, for the love of God, it's Kane. Eugene, it's okay. Kane is, is actually the person I was talking about. Apparently, Eugene Kane is your friend. But I'm not! No! Oh! Oh, no, no! Kane is just going, what the hell is going on here? Eugene running the mouth! Well, somebody better get 
in there because I can assure you that Kane no, no, is no, going to no, tear no. poor Eugene no. apart. Eugene's going for a ride. Oh, no. God. Now, how can Coachman think this is amusing? Remember, Regal's banned from ringside tonight. Yes. He comes out with his friend to give him a look for luck. So are we now saying then that Regal's fully face? I think we I think we I think we're still a month away from his in ring return, aren't we? Or is that but It's gotta be getting close. It's gotta be getting close. Actually but I think we... it's on build to SummerSlam because I think I think we get Triple H versus Regal. We do. We, uh, no, we get Triple H versus Eugene at Unforgiven. Oh, that might even be a no, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. <laughs> Is that SummerSlam? It's Triple H <laughs> and World Title. Yes. Unforgiven. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because it is Triple H and Benoit, yeah. And then it's, then it's Randy Orton, Benoit and Triple H and Eugene. Come on, baby. Um, it's, it's weird because, like, I don't know. We're pushing Eugene as a megastar, right? The fans are behind him. But oh, big time. But they're not changing his story. His story is still this, you've got to feel sorry for him. He's still got to wrestle against dickheads like coaching. Fucking, I, I hope one day he eventually wrestles Bischoff. Um, but you know what I mean? It's that sort of level of his opponent. They won't put, they won't put Eugene at the minute against even uh, Scotty Tuati in one-on-one pay-per-view, I don't think. because we, Different brands. Yeah, no, well, no, I know. I'm using it as an example. Um, wild card yeah <laughs> fucking it's back in it back wild, tonight wild card's back in it tonight Baron um, Corbin yeah. versus McIntyre but yeah I just feel like the, a minute Eugene's still the comedy actor they've got to put him in comedy storylines we can't yet put him against someone that can't afford to be Trett as the guy that gets beaten by a, a retard and that's the that's the gimmick it is at the minute at the minute it's yeah. funny, it's funny that we're laughing, ha ha, we're laughing at Coach getting beat by the retard. <laughs> it's fucking so wrong. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds... Because it is, because <laughs> it absolutely fucking is. Um, oh, we start the match then, Michael, we get a handshake of death to start. Uh, apparently, re- uh, Eugene, he doesn't know his own strength. You know, it's that, as that sign said the other week, retard, retard strength. strength, that's what it is, bro. <laughs> but it, genius idea. Rolls up into a ball. That <laughs> does look ball. like a lot of fun, actually. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> coach rolls him around the ring for a bit. But then he tricks Coach into taking his hands and gets a, tri- uh, gets a quick two count. Because Eugene's a fucking technical... He's, to be he fair, is. He's, Nick he's Dismore from, is a technical wizard. But he's also, like, working with Regal. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. if you want to learn off somebody, learn off William fucking Regal, that's for sure. Off the ropes, Coach Cunt ducks and Eugene jumps over him on all fours next to him. And then he gets on Coach and wants to go giddy up. <laughs> yeah, time for a bit of horse riding. <laughs> then Coach throws him off and with the, starts with the strikes. They won the ropes for about what feels like about 10 minutes. And then Eugene goes outside to flirt with that blonde who Orton wanted a piece of. Yeah, and he, it's a... And she gives him a teddy bear. Foreign object. That is a foreign object. <laughs> Back in the ring, Coach knocks the uh, teddy bear out of Eugene's hands, but Eugene gets him with leg scissors, and then they go for a spin. And Eugene with the junkyard dog style the and then Love takes a piss. Because he's got to finish by taking a piss. I like how the, then 
coach, he gets the advantage, and then he brings out some fucking bird. What? I don't understand. That she's about an eating body in a three-in-face. I don't phase. get it. I don't get it. She's a proper fucking... I don't understand. Diva search un- reject. Absolutely. It, I couldn't fucking put it better myself. I don't understand it. So what we're going to do, halfway through the match, because it's a comedy match, but this is Vince. This is pure Vince. He's like, I've got an idea. We'll get a, a bird to come out with a cookie sheet because Eugene will think it's his mum and that. Well, yeah. Always sorry for a cookie break. Always. Uh, but it's... It fucking it turns on its head because it's time for some retard strength. Atomic drop both ways, a drop kick, airplane spin. But now Garrison fucking Cade comes out and goes after Eugene's teddy bear with the heel move of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that I, this spot got more heat than anything else on the show. Is that the same? Was it the same effect as when like Vince set fire to Stephanie's teddy bear back in the Attitude Era? Uh, no, sorry, Undertaker set fire to Stephanie's teddy bear back in the actual era and Vince was on his knees begging and all that. Has he got that same feel? I think it must have, but in this context. <laughs> so it's Regal begging Cade not to. On his knees saying, don't, don't destroy the teddy bear. The heels collide, rock bottom, people's elbow. That gets the finish and the win in seven and a half minutes. Eugene is still unbeaten. <laughs> He's over as fuck. Eugene is popping him off. And he's still not had enough because Regal comes out to celebrate and we get stunners all round, stunner to Cade, stunner to Coach. It's like you're just waiting for him to go and get a couple of Eugene Wisers and stand on the top ten because smash a couple of beers. Or would they be like a couple of fruit shoots? There'd be a couple of Capri Sun. <laughs> couple of Capri Suns. Eugene Mania is running there's, wild, Michael. There's your promo, Capri Sun. Can we have some money for that? Eugene is over to fuck. Michael, how many mavens for Eugene Coach? I'm going to give that a three, because it was actually quite entertaining. Match of the night. They focus, Coach. <laughs> Seemingly, oh, I'm thinking maybe you will coach made Eugene the langer here. Eugene's just blown a gasket. No! No! Turner and Tommy on John the coach is supposed to be even higher. And the traditional atomic drop. Eugene, the drop kick. Eugene is converted to atomic drop. Traditional atomic drop. Drop kick. Gorilla was here. He said he's pulling out all the stops. He's going to drop dead. Come on, coach. That's embarrassing. Look at this. Eugene going to be the old airplane spin. And it still works. Last time I saw that, I think Fabulous Moolah did that to Mae Young. They were teenagers. Garrison Kane. He's got the Eugene's that stuffed animal. Oh, he just beheaded the stuffed animal. Kane just pulled that teddy bear apart. Oh, wait a minute. For no reason. And now Kane holding Eugene. Oh, a misfire. The story of Coach's life. And look, balls are rock bottom. What? You know where Eugene learned that? wrestling match if we're saying wrestling matches then I have to agree with your earlier statement of Benjamin Orton but you know me I love bollocks and this was yeah. pure 
pure, unfiltered bollocks. And it was fucking amazing. Match of the night. Eugene is a star. Put the world title on Eugene right now, goddammit. Right now. Up next, Michael, is World Heavyweight Championship time. Off Made the, event, sound. Off the back of a massive, massive win at WrestleMania against the Click, against D-Generation X, the rabid Wolverine. He's double duty tonight, your former tag champion, the Canadian Destroyer, the Canadian Crippler, the Beast, is in the shittest, flattest feud off the back of one of his biggest ever accomplishments as he goes up against Kane. Showdown time for that man, Chris Benoit. Benoit, attacked earlier by Kane in Benoit's first match tonight in the World Tag Team title match, but next it'll be Benoit against the number one contender. Will Benoit's offense work against this monster? And it all started just over 18 years ago. I heard it all. Chris Benoit, you'll never do it. You can't win the big one. Well, I proved them wrong at the Royal Rumble by defeating 29 other men to get my shot at the World Championship at WrestleMania 20. And I walked into WrestleMania 20, an underdog. A lot of people said I was a fluke, but I proved them wrong. Kristen Wall's 18-year odyssey has culminated by winning the World's Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 20. Chris Benoit is for real, and I am the world heavyweight champion. Chris Benoit, I envy you because you live a life of normals. You're living out your dreams. I live in nightmares, Chris. I live in darkness and shadows. I will feast on fear and suffering. Taste the pain of others. I hunger for agony, for sacrifice. You see, Benoit, I want your world title. And what I want, I Introducing the challenger, weighing in at 320 pounds. 
this is the second time tonight that we have seen the number one contender, all seven feet, 320 pounds of it. Watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Benoit and Ed challenging Lawrence and Stops for the World Tag Title. It looked like the challengers had it won with, with Benoit's triple cross face, but it was not to be. No, it was not to be because, as you said, that monster, Kane, insinuated himself into this match, and I think he did it for one purpose. Michael, how did we get here? Well, we get a very, very shaky video package that just covers... Benoit winning the match at Mania, and then Kane winning that Battle Royal, which he only won on a technicality, because Shawn Michaels eliminated Triple H. Triple H, yeah. And then we get a recap of what Kane's been up to since he lost his mask, because he likes pain of others, and he wants the title, and he always gets what he wants. So does that mean that Kane wanted to get beat by Taker at Mania, and he wanted to lose his mask, and he wanted us all to know about Katie Vick. Because <laughs> if that just, if there's there are three things that he wanted, then yeah, he gets what he wants. And the day we're recording this, Michael, what day is tomorrow? May nineteenth. <laughs> it's all about Kane and May nineteenth and getting what he wants. Uh, so yeah, like candle for Katie Vick. Absolutely, Kate. God rest his soul. God, I loved how Vince brought Katie Vick reference out on Bro a few weeks ago. That was. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. I'm like, oh, Vince, I fucking love it. The Smackdown Triple H. Yeah, I don't, the, yeah, yeah, that was it, the Triple H fucking memorial thing. <laughs> but, um, no, you can't have your water, you can't spit your water out. What's the point of entrance then? Fucking brilliant. I do love Vince every now and again. He's the reason why we all, I don't care who anybody thinks, and I've said this multiple times, however you think about him now, or the state of WWE now, if it wasn't for that man, you wouldn't be watching, listening, talking about it, thinking about it. Vince is the reason why you fell in love with the sport. Unless... Absolutely. Unless you were born in, like, the 50s and 60s and 70s. You're Japanese or you're Southern American and WCW, Jim Crockett and all that. 99% of globally, worldwide, is down to that one man alone, which is why you love what you love. And that's how it is. And Vince, I don't care what any of you You can guarantee that 99% at UK. 100%, definitely. Um... He's old, he's daft, he's deluded, but Vince is the fucking man. So, Michael, it's main event time. <laughs> it's World of Weight title. Do you know there's a dark match afterwards? I think it's a cage match. I think so. It's um, Jean- Jean-Paul Levesque versus... Uh... Uh, one half of the Rockers. Yeah. That's it. I, 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 I've Not Ginetti, the other one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The, the, the shitter one. The one that was never, like, fucking Ginetti level. I'll send you the yeah. Daily Motion rip-off hand. So it is main event time, it's Benoit versus Kane. Benoit starts off like you would with chops galore, pounds away on Kane in the corner. Benoit is going for the arm and he gets tossed around as a result and kind of that gave you an idea straight away that that's Benoit's tactic. He's so fucking, he's, he's like a sharpshooter. Right, pick a body part, work you, on pick it. Pick a body part, work on it, absolutely. Technical genius. The JR with the line, if you want to beat my ass, you better get it done. Hello! <laughs> Of all the lines to just randomly hear on commentary, that had to be the one. It's fucking JR being JR. But then Kane strikes the Benoit, says they're outside the ring, and then you hear a fan <laughs> really loud and say, You still suck, Kane. He does. You still suck. He does. We went from think about where we came from to where we are now. 
And he's actually yeah, he people like Shane McMahon. So much more. And he's now got a Matt Hardy Lita storyline, which he's got himself a world title match. The first world title match he had since he, he got unmasked. It should be so much no, more. Since, uh, it's good. not. It's just shitty fucking t- Kane. Are we good? Yeah. It's just shitty Kane. Benoit, he keeps coming with chops. He tries a shoulder block. That backfires. He bounces Kane and they hit the floor. Uh, Kane misses the boot though. Benoit tries a suplex, but Kane fights away. Uh, Benoit kicks him in the head, tries the sharpshooter, but Kane powers out. First of many, many times that is Benoit getting him in something and Kane powering out. I remember Benoit wrestled earlier, so Kane should be finding this old cakewalk. It should be, well, it, but it is the No, it takes him to Wrestle City instead because it, wrestling. <laughs> Benoit, though, he fights out of it, gets caught in a Big sidewalk slam from Kane for two. But then back, rest all sturdy. Benoit with the elbows to get out of it. And Kane with an uppercut. Benoit grabs Kane's legs and goes for a sharpshooter. But Kane bops him on the noggin. <laughs> for a two! It got him off it. Got it off him. <laughs> Benoit fights back but gets thrown over the top rope. Benoit eliminated from Rumble. That's it. It's all over. Kane's the winner. So, your winner, new World Soviet champion, Kane. <laughs> Imagine, like, do you like how back in the day with WCW, where how, um, I think it was more Jim Crockett promotions more than WCW, where you you couldn't throw, probably even worse. DQ. WCW. Yeah, DQ. Imagine if it was Royal Rumble rules applied at all times. <gasps> I'm sick. <laughs> Every match, Royal Rumble sweet. rules apply. Yeah, there'd be no one jumping off at top rope. <laughs> well, speaking of top ropes, uh, Benoit, he goes on the German suplex fucking mish, uh, goes to the top, but Kane sits up before he can even get there. So Benoit fires him with more chops. Another German suplex. Heads back up. Gets a diving headbutt. I thought that was going to be the win. But no. It's one of the, it's the Triple H spot. Where we do the finish. And then we both lay down for five. Kane is the first one to sit up. Um, he decides to try again. But Benoit escapes. So he settles for a big boot. Kane goes up to the top. Having not learned the lesson that Benoit did earlier. Um, and lands on the crossface, which was a fucking brilliant spot. Straight into the crossface. Beautiful spot. Kane has got nowhere to go, but he powers out. Benoit uses the other arm though to roll him through for the pin in 18 and a half minutes. That was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but it still it was. was. He still had that for me, that same. Get the moves on. Kane powers out. Get the moves on. Kane powers out. There. It was but, one of Kane's better matches. Oh, absolutely. Especially since he's been unmasked. Yeah. Because but with Benoit, what did you expect? Kane kind of proved how weak he was here. Benoit's right. tired. Well, there Kane, is that, like you said, he, Kane gave not... it his all and he couldn't pull it off. It was kind of the uh, bog standard David and Goliath feel, though. Yeah, but it, so it was it was get the power move on. Uh, well, not the, from, from Benoit's point of view, kind of get the power move on to the arm or the leg, and then Kane powers out. We get another big move on to the arm, and then Kane powers out. Um, I wanted to see this again, but we've said this for months and months and months on end with the Big Day Glenn. I want to see some dominance. I want to see some fire. Yeah. I want to see some fire. I want to Just see a the monster. Guy. Yeah. The guy that it should have been when he took the mask off. Uh, for me, I'll give it three mavens. Here it comes. And now Kane. Kane is an angry monster now, JR. Kane in, in, indicating that... It's all the end is near for Benoit. Shouldn't have made Kane angry. Kane was looking for a two-stone. Oh, my God. What a shot to the face. 
What a shot to the face from a man that's got about a size 18 boot. Seven feet tall, 320 pounds. I'm gonna tell you something there. I'm not sorry to see this because it looks like Kane's time has finally arrived. It's time for him to emerge from a life of nightmares. Here he comes. Good run. I'll give it 3.5. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but I wanted, I wanted to see more from Big Dead Glenn. But the problem was, this storyline should have had more fire coming into it. Yeah, it was just, you won another one contenders match, so now we have to fight. Absolutely. Michael, dark match time. Rockers against French guy. Feud to end all feuds. Big cage match with a roof. How did we get here? Well, Back in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've not caught the Barge to Bad Blood, it's available on our SoundCloud and Spotify blug, and iTunes. Blug, 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 Go blug. check that out. <laughs> this, there was a video package on the show that covered everything that we discussed on those episodes. A long time ago, it feels like. <laughs> it really was. So, if you go back to SummerSlam 2002's build, you'll get the reason why these two cunts don't like each other. Essentially. <laughs> That's all it is. Side, ladies and gentlemen, uh, congratulations to Chris Benoit. One hell of a victory. Well, ladies and gentlemen, momentarily, two men will leave their locker rooms to make their way into the hell in the cell tonight. The question is, who will be able to return to that locker room later tonight, King? Well, I can tell you one thing. Neither one of these men will ever be the same. You see that demonic cell being lowered down now. We're just moments away from this, JR. Two men that at one time are best friends. They've gone from being in DX to ending up in hell. HBK, Shawn Michaels, Triple H for Kane. One of the greatest rivalries in the history of this industry. The world heavyweight champion, Chris Benoit, put the title on the line against Shawn Michaels. Yes! Sweet 10 music, and this one should be over.
boxer in the history of the WWE. Shawn Michaels enters my world, and I have never lost a Hell in a Cell match. Because unlike Shawn Michaels, I have no remorse. I have no conscience, and I will stop at nothing to end Shawn Michaels' career. They don't like each other. Then Triple H were champion. Then Shawn Michaels were champion. Then Goldberg were champion. Triple H were champion again. (laughs) Then Kevin Nash came back. Yep. He wanted his pals to be pals again, but no, they wanted to fight, so they fought. And then Uh, they fought again. What is the reason they're actually fighting? And then they had a match at Rumble. Then they had Triple Threat Mania. And then Triple Threat at Backlash. And then. Shawn Michaels, uh, well, Triple H cost Shawn Michaels uh, his world title match against Benoit. Then Shawn eliminated Allen from the Battle Royal, which gave us our last match. Then we get a recap from a brawl outside the arena when Triple H ambushed Stevie Richards. He did. No justice for Stevie still. No justice for Stevie still. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. And they had a big pull apart brawl. Bischoff said he fighting in Hell in a Cell. We had the two promo videos on Last Row, and... There you go. There's a recap on the history of the Rockers versus the French guy. Yeah, but, but why are they fighting, Joey? It's Are they still fighting because of SummerSlam, or are they now fighting because... The reason why this match is, is because of the elimination from the Battle Royal. Because we thought, right, we thought last year that Steiner and Test had quite the feud. But, oh my God... This feud between Triple H and Shawn Michaels has nearly taken three and a half years of our actual lives. Yeah, two years of real life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you like, Michael, how the cell was lowering and like Kevin Dunn wanted everyone how to, to know that the door's chained? And, yeah. Yeah. Why, do they, why do they have doors on cages? Yeah, what's the point? Just raise the cage after the match to get them out, which like, they do like, anyway. You can understand it back in the day. 
because like back in the day with like the old school blue cages and that mm. they used to they used to obviously build it and people used to walk in and out of it and stuff um but with the modern like the modern day cage that they've raised from the ceiling that still has a door for what fucking purpose because wrestling because fucking there you go that's how I fucking get it on a t-shirt because wrestling prowrestlingtees.com or whatever they're called Get us on a t-shirt because wrestling. But you notice how they say that Alan's undefeated in a hell in a cell, but so Shawn Michaels. He's only had one. That was against Taker. First bad blood. The first cell match. He should be hell in the cell on a pole. <laughs> everything, everything is better on... That's another t-shirt, Michael. Everything Everything's better, better on a pole. Everything's better on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> so the match itself and it's dark match time. It's we get entrances Bottom, though for dark match. Hickenbottom versus Levesque with dark with entrances. Alan comes big... out first wearing his new pay per view boots. Well, he does love like wearing these white boots. And then Michaels comes out second, and Lillian calls him the Heart Shawn Michaels. <laughs> the Heart Shawn fucking Michaels. Um, we get a big stare down to start then as they fight over the lockup. Uh, they train over some shots in the corner. Shawn wins the battle but runs into an elbow. Sean comes back now with a neck breaker for a two. Sean slugs and it drops a Dibiossi fist. Now that's one move, Michael. We don't see that many times anymore. We don't. Not many fists being dropped these days. <laughs> no, not unless they're in a weird dark place on Pornhub. Uh, we get a bit more brawling and Triple H goes into the cage again and he starts to bleed. I thought Triple H would bleed in very early doors. Yeah, every time they do go outside, the commentary reminds you how unforgiving that steel is and can cut you in any way. That's it. It's just only it's appropriate just... to add a bit of colour to this otherwise slow fucking match. It's supposed to be a blood feud. Well, a blood... it is a blood feud now. It's, that... it's a bad blood feud. It's a, it's a bad blood feud. <laughs> um, we go back inside. Sean dumps Triple H and suplexes him back in. and But his back gives out. Oh, we, so, we, so we are feuding because of SummerSlam then? Yep. So well, we're we feuding because after SummerSlam... He got, that's it, we get the ladder, we get the table. It's, it's SummerSlam 2002 in a cage. That's it really it is. is. It really is. Triple H, though, he takes advantage and he whips him into the corner a couple of times because what do we do in this match when it's already slow? Let's slow it down even more, baby. It's just, it's just lulling the crowd. It's lulling me. It takes about half an hour for anything remotely feuding to happen. It's part of it. Alan Ramshorn back first into the ring post, then to the cage, then ring post, then cage, ring post, cage. I think he only just walks off like, do you want to continue, Sean? Because it's an angry hell in the cell on a pole. Uh, but then we got um, a vertical suplex from Sean Michaels and a backbreaker. Uh, Triple H then grabbed a chair. He tried another one, but Sean fights out and fights back. And we thought, here we go now. We're going to start whacking each other with a chair. At least it's going to get a bit fucking entertaining. But no, we're going back outside the ring. <laughs> and Triple H just rams the back into the cage, uh, into the post again a few times. We slug it out a bit more. We get a backbreaker onto the chair that got a two. Another one got a two. And then a chair shot to the back. And here we go. It's SummerSlam 2002 again. Just hit him a few times in Edwin and E's. Pedigree onto the chair. Get a three. Let people go up. <laughs> but we do get a pedigree attempt. Sean blocks it though with the shittest low blow. Uh, atomic drop. And then knees Triple H to the floor. And back to brawling outside. They fucking love it, Michael. Well, there's a little kid in the crowd. You can do you go, Sean, over here. <laughs> helping him out because rip, throat, rips Triple H to that side at ring that's it well he's, he's, he's caught, uh, there's a fan in the crowd calling spots that's how bad it's got the fans are making it up as they fucking go along 
And then Sean goes for the pile driver on the steps, but Alan counters like he's an opponent next to the ropes. With a big bad body drop. <laughs> exactly. Alan rolls Sean into the ring and looks under the ring for another chair. Big shot to the back. And Alan's tired. Just have to keep him up last night, you reckon? Hey! Triple H tosses the steps into the ring. Sean off the ropes, hits the form, kip up, crowd pop. Biggest Boom. of the match, at least. It was, it was like the crowd were finally getting into it. But the thing is, Sean, it's one of them weird things. Like, I remember pre... I may, be, I may be, like, remember wrongly, but pre-back injury 97, the kip-up, forearm kip-up, wasn't a staple part of the moveset. No, it's just because this is at his back injured. It's like, yeah. look how strong my back is now. Michaels then signals for the switching music. Alan ducks, grabs the steps, and boom, headshot. Big Michael's now job. with a big blade job. Big blade job. And then we get like the stair shot for the gets the two count and Triple H then he's focusing in and he's pounding away. Everything now is all about making that cut bigger and bigger. Like that's your friend, Hunter. That's your friend. And I know he's done a blade job and they're, they're all safe, it's all good, but one sly little punch and you're busting that cut well open. If anything, you'd be punching his face and making it look like you're going near the cut. Oh no, he's landing these fake wrestling punches onto cut over and over and over again. Oh. Everyone's covered in everyone's blood. It's like a blood blooders. fucking orgy. Then we go back in the ring and Alan with the Arn Anderson appreciation spine buster for two. <laughs> it is a good fucking spine buster. It, it is a good tribute to the legend. Absolutely. Um, and then what's next then? A tribute to fucking Roddy Piper with sleep rolls. Yeah. <laughs> but then you know, smashing face first into protective thermal padding. Just, just like all heels used to when they applied that sleeper. Or it could be the Dolph Ziggler special. He, he jumped on the bat though, did he? Oh, oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then he took a bat. Right, give me a piggyback. Alan then goes for a pedigree, but that's counted into a DDT. And then we get a ladder because why? Is the this the first not? time we've seen a ladder in a cell match? Uh, I'd probably say so. Why would you have to bring a ladder into a cell match? You've got. Miles upon miles upon miles upon miles of chain link fence. You can climb it, you can throw them off it, you can throw them into it, you can throw them under it if you wanted to. You can throw them through it. Throw them through it. It's a fucking point bringing a ladder in. And then we we get Mike Yoda, if you notice, Mike Yoda went to Triple H and asked him if he wanted to quit again. And Triple H must have told him to fuck off because the network fucking bleeped it out. I missed that one. Aye, he must have gone, fuck off, Yoda, you cunt, I'm alright. It's not real. Michaels then keeps control and sets the ladder up in a different corner. Uh, walks into a pedigree attempt but then counters into a catapult into a ladder. Cover for two. That spot would have been great for me if instead of dropping, Alan bounced off ladder and turned straight into a super kick. Could even just, could even got a two count. But ladder, boom! That would perfect. Not, not even a two count, just do one of the Triple H spots where finisher and we lay down five. Yeah. And did you notice, Michael, that JR said... The man who introduced the ladder to the WWE, that was Shawn Brett. Michaels. Uh, I think you'll find that with Brett. Ah, that with Brett. Yeah. Uh, Triple H, he sends him into the post and fetches a table because it's SummerSlam fucking 2002 in a cage. Is this, so is SummerSlam 2002 the only singles match they know how to do together? Quite possibly. Because we got sort of uh, this uh, Armageddon 2002. Oh, yeah, definitely. Similar definitely. stuff at Rumble 2004. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, Shawn Michaels, he drops the elbow from the ladder through the table. And he only gets a two because that can't even finish off the game. 
Um, he tries a super kick, but Triple H blocks with a low blow, and it's pedigree time. But that gets a two, where everyone else on earth has to play dead for 15 seconds while Triple H rolls over and gets the pin. Like WrestleMania, Booker T all over again. All over again. Aladdin crawls to the ladder and stands up. HBK tunes up the band. Carter with a low blow. And Aladdin nails a pedigree. The first finisher in this match at 30 minutes to be hit successfully. <laughs> Which isn't, isn't too bad. Because in modern times, we would have had 15 finishers by now. Yeah. That's what I mean. You've got, you've got to give it a positive. Yeah, you've got that's, to give it a positive. That's the, that's the biggest positive coming out of this match so far. <laughs> the only the positive of, that comes out of this match. The lack of finishers in 50 fucking minutes. <laughs> but they both get to the feet. Alan shoves Sean, who responds with a switch in music. Now both men down. HK slowly crawls, but just like Booker T, he took too long. Gets took too two long. Took too long. Then both men slowly up to their feet. Alan nails a pedigree and both men are fucked. We get a brilliant camera shot from outside the cell, as I mentioned earlier, showing the entire structure of both yeah. men just on yeah, the floor. Kevin Dunn yet again. Kevin Dunn for the Hall of Fame. Then, yeah, the, amount, the time it took for both men to stand up after that pedigree. Booker T kicked out and finished twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Kick, wham, pedigree, sloppy looking one to finish yeah, the show. Very Alan sloppy. The cover for the three in 47 minutes and 26 seconds, my Fucking God. long and slow paced. Not the worst tell yourself, but nowhere near the best. The problem for me was they took a 20 minute match, they stretched it out for nearly an hour and stuck it in a hell in a cell where there was no need for the cage. They used the cage a handful of times. Seven, I think, counted. Nobody went through it. Nobody went up it. Nobody even went up it inside. Even Michaels went up it and threw himself off or something and did that shitty fucking moonsault he used to do. Yeah. Just anything. That's all I wanted. I thought it was absolutely fucking diabolical. The worst Hell in the Cell match I've probably ever watched. Even worse than that tag team one that fucking Smackdown did over here. <laughs> it was terrible because it was a brilliant match. It's not if the worst would... one I've ever seen. Not, it's the uh, worst one so far. No, I'd, I'd honestly say because there was no need for the sell. It wasn't, this was the problem. It wasn't a bad match. It was, it was slot, it was long and slow and a bit fucking methodical sometimes, but that's because they put 20 minutes in an hour. If they would have put that 20 minutes in 20 minutes, and had all them spots in a no DQ match, four cows anywhere, whatever bollocks. You'd have it a street it fight. Been, it would well, they did that. Well, yeah, just a street fight. Uh, they, they were brilliant. Cause I thought that the the in-ring stuff that they did was on par with the last man standing match. Yeah. But it was inside the Hell in the Cell. It was supposed to be a Hell in the Cell match. And this was just about as close as a Hell in the Cell match to a fucking hog pen match. One Maven. And that's only because... It's Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And the match was okay, but if it would have been short. It wasn't. It was too fucking long, and it was in a fucking cell that could have been used for how he even took fucking Benoit and Kane in the cell. Yeah. but the if, you ha if you wanted to Bad Blood has to be headlined by a Hell in a Cell match, and it has to involve either Triple H or Shawn Michaels. There you fucking go. Michael, how many mavens for the dark match? Some... <laughs> I'm changing my res Maven result from what I originally wrote down. Okay. Two. It was a two because of the lack of finishes. 
See, I, that, for me, that's a positive because I could guarantee we'd be sat here right now if they'd done 15 pedigrees and 15 super kicks. We'd be saying a two because of too many fucking finishes. Delivering the pedigree. Right now, unfortunately, the game is in the most precarious position. These men are going to need to be stitched. You've got to believe there could be hospital time. 35 minutes, these men have been beating each other since. That, that in itself is perverse. 45 minutes inside Hell in a Cell breaks all records. But at what price? At what price? Two magnificent competitors, like them or not, are, are putting themselves through this hell that they can never, in my view, ever, ever recover from. The carnage. Ladders, smashed tables, dented chairs, and two broken bodies. This has been a sinister, sinister, ill-fated match. And the referee can't do a damn thing but hope and pray that one of these two men will be able to beat the other. And we're going to stay here as long as it takes fans just showing their respect to these two, as you say, great athletes for just surviving, being alive at this point. Michael's trying to get up, Triple H turning at least to his side here. He lost so much blood. There's no telling what kind of structural damage these two men have. They have given us their heart and their soul in this demonic structure tonight, and it is not over yet. They've given us their heart and soul, and they've given their bodies to this cell. Oh my God, a third pedigree. Three. Another pedigree, but this time Michaels, for him, unfortunately, landing on his back. Michaels is not moving. The game trying, trying to get an arm over. Will he be able to? He's just shifting his weight right now. He's got to somehow fall on Sean. There, he's done it. Michaels down. The count. The three. It's over. My God, it is perfectly over. What? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 47 minutes and 26 but Michael, that has been Bad Blood 2004 in the back. I want to know what has been your match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if Bad Blood is a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would he be? So, match of the night, I'm going to go Orton and Shelton. It was a brilliant wrestling match, as predicted. The worst match, I'm going to go four-way for women's title. It was just sloppy. I thought it was just the way to push Trish and Lita. Absolutely. If it was a superstar, this is always the hard part. Um, It was a show. Uh, It wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, So by that, I'm going to go Charlie Haas. Ooh. Because he should have been so much better than he was. 
Well, my, my superstars, exactly the same reasoning. Um, so my match of the night uh, was Eugene with, uh, with Coach. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Which is terrible because the roster they've got, we've got Chris Jericho, we've got Randy Orton, we've got Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, Kane. And my best match was Eugene versus Coach. <laughs> and my worst match of the night was the dark match main event. Um, 15 minutes of fucking brilliance stretched over an hour stuck inside a cage and if Bad Blood 2004 well <laughs> 10 minutes maybe um, if Bad Blood 2004 was the rest of Ruthless Aggression era it would be Mordecai because Mordecai promised been good. so much and delivered fuck all on that note Michael this has been another blast of an episode in these isolation times uh, from myself and Big Sexy um, I'm sure you'll agree we just want everyone to keep being safe keep doing what you're doing because we're, we're, we're getting there we're, we're, the, the, the sun is on the horizon we can quite see it we just need to carry on that step together as a, as a, as a, as a nation but also as a fucking world yep. <laughs> such a, I've got such a great way with words <laughs> <laughs> on that note Michael let them know where they can find us on all forms of social media if they don't already on all forms of social media it's at RAA podcast so until next time when it will be the gallop to the great American bash I've been Dave that's been Big Sexy until then peace out people ruthless aggression it's my life my time my rights my rhymes Sweating my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked. I was hot. I want it all. Excess. The sex and much success. Stress sucks. I want it all. No less. So come on.